We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Ah, yes. Uh, ah, the Cootsie Ball on uh, Saturday. I, you know what? It, it, don't even ask me to describe what the Cootsie Ball is or how it got its name. I didn't look it up, and I don't know. All I know is, isn't it nice sometimes to get dressed up and play grown-up? Isn't it, isn't it fun? Because many of us, especially if you work at home, your sweatpants have become about as good as it gets. And you've got your dress sweatpants and then the mucking around sweatpants. I've got my dress sweatpants on today. But it's nice to dress up and to hang out. The only thing about it, man, was this, okay? The women were all wearing these beautiful, expensive gowns. Except this one blonde who looked like she was about to plop out of her top. But I digress. Um... I cannot believe somebody actually spat gum on the floor. And of all the people at the Cootsie Ball, guess who stepped into the gum? Aha. Uh-huh. Guess who then stepped on his partner's gown when dancing with the gum shoe? Aha. Uh-huh. So whoever spat out the gum during the Nerds Gone Wild show at the Cootsie Ball... Um, I would like to say some words to you, but the FCC would be very offended. My employers would be very angry, and I would be selling pencils on the street. But it, it really is fun. It was at the uh, Saturn Club. Uh, the macaroni and cheese was good. Vegetarian spring rolls were good. Uh, they had a pulled pork sandwich, which I did not take a bite out of. Um, I thought they might have had more food. My, my only complaint would be uh, the appetizers sucked. The appetizers, the, yeah, organizers of the Cootsie Ball, the pieces of vegetable with the dressing at the bottom of the glass sucked. Um, you got to do better on appetizers, okay? But it was a really, it was a really nice event. It was a little bit on the pricey side, uh, drink-wise. But again, if you're all dressed up, you don't mind. It kind of comes with the uh, with the territory. But uh, it was uh, it was just a, a very nice night. And uh, our buddy Tony was able to uh, uh, get us a an Escalade limousine to go down in. Which sounds like something else, but it uh, to to drive to the city in, and then we were on our own uh, getting back home. Of course, we Ubered, and you'll never guess what our Uber driver's name was: Muhammad, the Uber driver. He was a great guy. I love him. He is from Bangladesh, 
and he actually has a farm that he just bought, and he's in the process of rehabbing in um, Angola, actually. And just talk about a nice guy. He was just a pleasure to have. We did the Uber show last week or the week before, but we really lucked out with Mohammed, the uh, Uber driver. Uh, and guess what he was driving? A Toyota Prius. Of course he's driving a Toyota. What else would he drive, right? But anyway, thank you to uh, Mohammed. Yes, he received a nice tip, but uh, just a uh, tremendous guy. And actually, he uh, he... This is, I think, his, uh, I forget how many years he's been in Buffalo, but uh, he, he's not worried at all about driving in the snow, so that is good. If you will remember, we had a caller named Amy when we did our Uber show who uh, has a future son-in-law who was Ubering with another Muhammad, and when they were passengers, uh, it was a really snowy situation, and they noticed, the passengers did, that their driver was praying in the front seat and realized that he was scared to drive in the snow because it's something he had never done before. So the passenger volunteered to drive Mohammed back to his house. And Mohammed said, my prayer has just been answered. And it was really a great, great story. Um, it really, it really, it's just a tremendous story. But um, again, that's one of the nice things about badminton and talking to Bob about things that you could actually do inside a domed stadium. Um, badminton brings people together uh, from around the world, different cultures, different religions, different countries, and it really introduces you to people that you ordinarily would not hang out with. I mean, you know, Pradeep. Ifum, Hetram, these were not names with which I grew up, where probably you grew up, but just uh, outstanding people and just a lot of fun to be around. So uh, I very much uh, enjoyed that. Now, as far as the car situation, before we get into uh, the next topic, the uh, which actually leads into the next topic. So uh, I'm not a real tall dude, okay? Like 5'7", and probably shrinking my vertebrae compress anymore. Um, but I like Small cars. I've been driving the same car now for five years. Got 45,000 miles on it. I love the automobile. And frankly, I test drove the new model of the same car. It couldn't hold a candle to the one I'm driving now. Couldn't. The one I'm driving now is like a tank. It's solid and it's a rocket ship. The new one, frankly, I was not impressed. But I had it detailed. And the guy doing the detail work destroyed some of the trim on the car. Then he denied that he'd done it, but two experts said, no, it was buffed. I'm not a buffing kind of guy. But anyway, so I had to take it in to get some parts replaced. So they hooked me up with a loaner vehicle. So Mr. I like driving a small car, you're never going to guess what I'm driving right now. It's almost hilarious seeing little tiny Tommy getting into this giant Titanic-sized vessel. It's a Jeep Wagoneer. A Jeep Wagoneer, which is almost as big as they get. I think they've got one bigger model, and I think the Escalade would be a bigger vehicle than pretty much a semi. But the I gotta tell you, the Jeep Wagoneer is a from what I've seen so far, and I've only driven it 15 miles, it is a really terrific vehicle. It handles like a dream. It gives you a commanding view of the road, and it is surprisingly fun to drive. 
I won't say it's surprisingly fun to park. I have enough problems with that in my teeny tiny car. But I'll tell you, we did that show about winter vehicles, kind of hoping that it snows heavily during the time I'm driving the Jeep Wagoneer because I suspect that bad boy is amazing through snow. Also, have you noticed uh, the Blazer is back uh, with a, kind of a better design? The Ford Bronco is back with a really cool design. Uh, the Lincoln Navigator, now that's a big SUV. Those are really, really sharp. Oh, awesomely sharp. But my preliminary assessment, and I don't know if Lauren Fix would agree with this, and she will now be notified that her name was said on my show, seriously. Um, but the Jeep Wagoneer, uh, it, it, it's really an awesome car. And the, the best description I can give, when you were a kid, depending on how old you were, uh, if, if you're somewhere about eh, 40, 50, did anybody in your family have maybe an old Cadillac or an old Oldsmobile and you drove it and it was almost like you were floating on air? Believe it or not, that's the kind of feeling you get when you're driving the Jeep Wagoneer. Never thought you'd hear these words, right? But that is one fine vehicle. A lot better than my Jeep Wrangler was. Now, Wenger is a big fan of the Jeep Wrangler. I, not so much, but the Jeep Wagoneer... It's a really impressive vehicle, not going to lie. Don't know what it does on gasoline, but uh, like I said, I hope it snows so that uh, I can put it through its paces. Probably roll the damn thing over, but <laughs> it'd be my luck. But anyway, uh, well done, Jeep. Yeah. All right. Um, we've got some uh, great topics that we're going to get into here uh, momentarily. But again, just uh, in, in conclusion with the whole Dome Stadium thing, see, I don't think of football, folks. I don't just think of football. I think of other events we could own. We could own the fastest growing sport in the country, pickleball. Wherever it is held now, if it is held now, we could have the National Pickleball Championship here in Buffalo, New York, if we had a dome stadium. We could have first-class dog shows, cat shows, concerts, and maybe some of the things that you would do at a convention center. I mean, the idea that a convention center has to be in a downtown environment, is that not old thinking? Uh, in addition to the pickleball, by the way, I mentioned badminton before. Badminton. We have a lot of immigration coming from the countries I mentioned previously. And uh, a lot of these people come to this country and they are major contributors to our economy in IT, uh, the medical profession, some of the sciences, and they've got money to spend. So they come to Buffalo for a big badminton tournament. They're going to be dropping some serious cash, folks. Seriously. I mean, you got to think out of the box. And, yeah, if you were at the game yesterday and uh, you made it through without uh, succumbing to uh, any, uh, any you know, being waterlogged or snowlogged or whatever, more power to you. But at this point in my life, um, you, you know, I, I just I, – I like to be – I like to be warm, toasty, and dry. Um, in the 20s and 30s – well, I should say in my 20s or 30s, uh, I, I didn't mind that kind of weather or even colder. One of the playoff games we went to, I believe it was uh, around zero with a wind chill of minus 10. Didn't bother us at all because we were young, hearty men. We were men. You know, Bob, uh, one of our callers today said something interesting, said Buffalo has a nostalgia problem. That actually is not a bad topic for a talk show. 
nostalgia problem. Does Buffalo have a nostalgia problem? I don't think it's a Buffalo thing. I think it's a human thing. In fact, those of you who are either re-watching or seeing The Sopranos for the first time uh, will remember when uh, Mr. LaMana was released from prison and kept talking about the old days, and Tony Soprano said, uh, you know, remember when is the lowest form of conversation, which is why you'll hear plenty of that on this program, the lowest kind of conversation. But, yeah, I, th- I do think it's a, a human thing and not a uh, – uh, not an exclusively Buffalo thing. And as far as the look, as far as the preservationists are concerned, um, I honestly don't know how you feel about it, but uh, uh, the the grain elevator situation with the Great Northern, no issue here with them tearing it down. But I certainly respect Tim Thielman and the preservationists for doing what they what they tried to do. I thought it was impractical, but I respect them. And there are going to be times where you're going to hear uh, the preservationists uh, on this program, and I'm going to agree 100% with something they're trying to do. We ought not to dislike the preservationists personally or the mission that they believe they are accomplishing, okay? They, they need to be heard. And if it wasn't for some preservation, we would have lost the Wilcox Mansion on Delaware Avenue, very historic site in which Theodore Roosevelt was inaugurated president of the United States after the death of President McKinley back in 1901, having been shot during Buffalo's Pan-American Exposition. And again, Buffalo is fully able to host major events. We did it in 1901. We certainly could do it in uh, in 2022. Now, uh, talked about the fact that I'm driving a uh, a loner vehicle. Now, there is a fella I know, and maybe, maybe you've got a similar situation. Drives a, uh, well, it's a vehicle, and the second part of the name is Rover. I don't want to give it away, but that's the second part of the name, Rover. Took the vehicle in because... He'd been rear-ended. He was at a stoplight and was rear-ended. Totally, 100%, not his fault. Takes his car in to be serviced. They give him a very, very small car as a loner. Almost an insult, frankly. But then they called and they said, the parts we need for the repair aren't going to be in until February. The accident was reported in November the parts will not be in until February. The parts for my vehicle took three months to get in. Plastic trim parts for my vehicle, three months to get in. Usually that was a one or two week at the most situation, okay? I mean, it's a German vehicle, but uh, it's not a Volkswagen, but it's uh, the waiting for parts. Uh, And see, you hear all the time about the supply chain, and it's a very fancy term. But when the supply chain hits you, you feel it and you appreciate it. And I want to get into that a little bit coming up in the uh, next part of the show. How has the supply chain issue 
affected your life? Because it goes well beyond auto parts. Okay, that's just a, a starting point for discussion. So 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. I do appreciate you being tuned in to News Radio 930 WBEN. Always good to spend some time with you each and every day, Monday through Friday, and then sometimes on the weekends if uh, situations arise. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. But the fire is so delightful And since we've no place to go Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow All righty then. Uh, there, a little Christmas music for you. Joe Beamer uh, sitting in for David Bellavia today. David's signing books. I texted him a while ago. Is your hand sore yet? I uh, can't wait to see his response. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, put some pictures up of... Uh, Friends and your humble host at the uh, Cootsie Ball, uh, just so you can see that I really do own a tuxedo. Actually, two, but this is the one I fit into right now. But that's another story. Anyway, welcome to the program. Nice to have you with us. So Beamer did least favorite Christmas song. I don't even know that this has to be a debate. We might do it later on. I'm not sure. I, I play this thing by ear, this show that we do. But uh, Paul McCartney? Um, wonderful Christmas time, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. That song never should have been recorded. The recording engineer on that, the producer should have had the decency to say, Paul, because he wasn't Sir Paul then. No, no, you don't want this out there. This is the Maxwell's silver hammer of Christmas songs. It's beneath you and you should never release it and then the producer of course would have cost paul mccartney several tens of millions of dollars which i'm sure the song earned uh what did john lennon call paul paul mccartney's uh, music uh called some of paul mccartney's songs granny songs uh, i think that might have been one to which uh, john lennon was uh, referring anyway 
Uh, welcome to the show. So you might be coming home from work right now. Maybe this is something you deal with uh, on a regular basis. Maybe it isn't. But even as a consumer, uh, the the supply chain. See, when you hear people on the news and idiots like me on the radio saying, the supply chain, the supply chain, the supply chain. It, it's such um, an esoteric term. It's very difficult to uh, wrap your hands around it. But when it affects you directly, suddenly the supply chain takes on an entirely new meaning. Like, you don't have what? And before I plunge into this opening of a topic, I do want to draw your attention to something which does relate to it. And that is little documentary series I discovered quite by accident on Saturday called War Factories. Many of you have, over the years, expressed a tremendous interest in um, uh, World War II. I knew I'd think of it eventually. In World War II. And one of the most unknown aspects of the war is the importance of logistics and manufacturing and the importance, accordingly, of the supply chain. And when you watch, there are a whole bunch of episodes. One deals with uh, Henry Kaiser and the Liberty ships built in America, which transported, like one Liberty ship would transport 3,000 Jeeps. I kid you not. And the guy who started the whole program, Mr. Kaiser, self-made multimillionaire, knew nothing about shipbuilding, but he did know a lot about organization. War Factories talks about the one of the reasons Germany lost World War II, their whole approach to labor and the manufacturing process and why the U.K. and why the United States and other countries were able to surpass Germany in production because we use Jewish capitalism. That's what the Nazis thought of the way we do business, and they didn't realize until it was too late for them that, hey, maybe there's something to this so-called Jewish capitalism, because uh, even Great Britain was outproducing Nazi Germany, and that was an island nation. Still is, as a matter of fact. But uh, it is a tremendous series. You might know all the battles. You might be able to talk and descant for hours about the Battle of the Bulge, the Blitz on London, Normandy, D-Day. But how many of you actually know about the manufacturing aspect of World War II? Fascinating series. Cannot wait to binge watch it later tonight after the Nerds Gone Wild Christmas Party. And it's called War Factories. War Factories. But... One of the things you realize when watching this documentary is the importance and the interconnectivity of the supply chain. For example, the Germans in the Second World War could not manufacture enough steel. Why could they not do so? Because the coal that was needed for the production process at that point was not able to efficiently be transported from point A to where it was needed. And it's real simple. No coal means no steel because the Germans had, believe it or not, really crappy railroads. Um, the shortage of aluminum for the Germans in the Second World War, or as the Brits say, aluminium, the shortage meant that the Germans 
in the Second World War, their supply chain was so affected. They had all of these resources that they were able to plunder from all of the lands they criminally invaded, okay? But they couldn't make a go of it because they lacked the supply chain. They lacked the infrastructure. And they were so desperate for aluminum that when they took down an American bomber, they would take the aluminum from the American bomber and recycle it. Yes, some of the early recyclers were the Nazis, believe it or not. But they did it because they simply could not put out enough aluminum. But for purposes of this topic, and just for general interest, especially those of you who think you know it all about World War II, and I certainly don't, but War Factories is a tremendous series. And all you have to do is do a search on Google or DuckDuckGo, and you will find the show to which I am referring. Have I ever steered you wrong? Yeah, probably. But not on this one, okay? So getting back to it, we have a supply chain issue in this country, which it sounds, again, like a really cloudy, nebulous thing around which to put your hands. Supply chain? What is that? Well, let me tell you. The supply chain hits you when you go to the collision shop and you are told it's going to be three or four months until this part arrives. You say, what? Had you told me that my car would have been damaged in early spring and only a few weeks ago did the replacement parts arrive for the plastic trim, I would have said, you're smoking meth, man. You are smoking meth. But it is true. And I have it on very good authority. Now, I've not talked to him uh, for a while. Nothing, it's not like we're having a problem or anything. It's, uh, Frank Todaro uh, is in the collision business, does a great job. And I'm sure he is experiencing the same problems as my buddy Jeff Mucciarelli. Jeff, uh, we went to high school together. Jeff uh, owns Gabe's Collision. And he is, is I, I see him all the time. He's one of these guys I run into at, at just like the strangest places at the strangest time. He's always been a magnificent human being. But Jeff Mucciarelli and I were talking earlier today about how difficult it is to get in parts. And I won't tell you the number he told me, but there are so many cars that have been sitting half repaired, only 50% done because some of the parts came in, but they're still waiting for half of the other parts, a significant number of vehicles that they simply can't fix until the parts arrive. Why? Because of the supply chain situation. Told you about a gentleman. Excuse me. I think I yelled a little too much at the game yesterday. Kind of weird because I was inside and probably attracted a crowd. Hold on. Mm. Ah, Patron. Anyway, so... uh, Somebody I know who has a vehicle, and the last word in the vehicle's name is Rover. This individual was at a red light, was rear-ended, and there was damage that needed to be repaired, but the vehicle still drivable. Well, this guy took his vehicle in, I think it was last week, and turns out there was more damage than they thought to the vehicle. Do you know that the replacement parts for the Rover will not be in until February. The accident itself happened in November. 
last month. <clears throat> it's almost the middle of December. This happened in November. The parts will not be in until February. Now, if you are in the automotive repair business, such as my buddies Frank Todaro, Jeff Mucciarelli, you know this represents a real hardship. Not just for those guys, because they've got payroll to make, they've got things they've got to pay, and they're not going to get their checks until the certified repair work is done. So they're tying up a lot of room at their places waiting for parts to come in on vehicles. If you have had a collision in the course of the past year or so, you know that I speak the truth, that it took a lot longer than you thought to get your car repaired. And again, that's the whole reason I went into that little thing before about driving the Jeep Wagoneer right now and frankly being very impressed by that vehicle. And I'm not a big vehicle guy, truly, not a big guy. So it's a little weird for me to be driving it, but that's why I'm driving it. So other areas where you've noticed the supply chain. Uh, well, let me just backtrack real quickly. One of the reasons, uh, one one part of the supply chain equation is the labor uh, part of the supply chain equation. If you don't have a workforce that is able to output what people are trying to get, people aren't going to be able to get what it is you make. Somebody very close to me, wink, wink, runs a factory. And every day, people are calling saying, where are my pieces? And every day she has to say, we are doing as best we can. We don't have the labor right now to do your job. So basically, we've got two or three people doing what a whole bunch of people used to do because nobody wants to work, or so it seems. But everybody's got money, which I cannot figure out for the life of me. So that's a part of the supply chain that is very, very frustrating. If you make stuff, but you can't even produce your product to sell to customers, uh, especially if you're in a specialty business, as this particular factory happens to be, um, it, it's hell. You know that every day you're going to be dealing with some very upset people. But surprisingly, there are shortages in other areas as well. My question to you is, where have you seen the supply chain crisis in your real life rearing its head. For a while, it was toilet paper and cleaners and hand sanitizers, alcohol rubs, but it is vast. We have, I mean, I'm, I'm really afraid, gang, that we're turning into a second world country. Not a first world country, not a third world, but a second world country. This stuff never used to have. You never had to wait this long for parts for a car damaged in a collision unless you drove a Bentley or something, something really exotic. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone and 1-800-616-WBEN. You went to a place and you didn't get what you wanted because of the supply chain crisis. And it is a crisis, and it is across the board. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Are we going to have a big snowstorm on Saturday? Don't know yet, but we're going to touch base with Andy Parker Wednesday or Thursday. He needs more data 
in order to come up with a more accurate forecast. The closer you get to an event when it comes to the weather, um, the better accuracy you're going to have. Right now, there are just too many unknown variables. So it might happen, might not happen, but we've got Andy Parker, so we're all covered. And if you want to get in touch with Andy, put his contact number up on the Bowerly on WBEN Facebook page. Talking about the supply chain crisis and where you have seen it in your life. At the outbreak of COVID, it was paper products, paper towels, toilet paper, cleansers, scrubs, wipes, anything like that. Clorox wipes were worth their weight in gold. Now, I mentioned the auto parts situation before. The computer chip crisis, and I was talking to Jeff about this earlier today. Uh, And when I say Jeff, I mean Jeff Mucciarelli. Um, We went to school together. He owns Gabe's Collision. I've known him for years and we're friends, and I'm not giving them free plugs because I'm paying just what you pay when I take my car in, all right? It's not one of those skeevy arrangements, okay? So anyway, computer chip problem is still a real situation. Uh, And the reason that came up, told Jeff that my car was five years old, but even so, it was better than the latest model of the same car I drive now. My car is a 2017. I test drove a brand new version of the exact same car, the exact same features. Do you know that the new car couldn't hold a candle to what I'm driving right now? Probably a computer chip issue. There, there. It's just not. It's not what it was. Clearly, there are other differences that were noticed during the test drive. But computer chip problems, a real, real hardship, especially in the automotive industry. Now, it, it, by the way, uh, there's a movie that's on Netflix right now, if you uh, haven't seen it before. It's worth checking out because it also addresses issues with design and manufacturing. And the movie is Tucker, the man and his dream, something like that. Tucker, it, it, it's Jeff Bridges, and uh, it is about the Tucker automobile. The irony is about 50 of those cars were made. Now they sell for sick money, absolutely sick money, and probably would have been a great car. Some people look at Tucker as nothing more than a con man and a fraud and a huckster, but his ideas were really revolutionary, and many of them were actually adopted in the automotive um, safety area in particular over the years. But that movie also does touch on the issues you have, especially rolling out a new product, especially right after World War II when everything was in short supply. So we hear these big brains on TV or on the radio talking about the supply chain crisis, and it might not seem real until it reaches out and touches you. We had Don from Plumbing Help Now on about, oh, six months ago. Maybe he'll call in today. And he warned you way back then, if you need a hot water tank, order it now. If you need fixtures or certain other plumbing uh, supplies, order them now because he saw the supply crunch coming. And when you have a supply crunch, you also have a cost increase and nobody's going to eat it. That's going to get passed on to you. Uh, There are other areas where the supply chain crisis is manifesting itself that may be touching your life. But don't call now because you're just going to be on hold for a while. Why don't you wait till about five minutes after five? 
when Brayton's wrapping up the news? And then how has the supply chain crisis affected your life? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.